Welcome to Inside the Chinese Mind, the podcast for learning how to work cross-culturally with China business and with Chinese people and about China business development. Your hosts, Dr. Helen Jung from Cambridge, United Kingdom, and Darren Fuchs from Thomson Gear Lawyers in Australia. In our last episode, we gave a description of the three different fundamental levels of Chinese thinking. And I'll just recap on those three levels very quickly before we launch into episode six and then episode seven next week, where we actually go into these different levels in depth. And remember the thinking that is different with the Chinese starts with the yin-yang thinking perspective. That's level one, the thing that is most influential across all Chinese thinking. And that is not that there is a right and a wrong, an on and an off, and one position to go to, but that in every position, there is a balance between the different elements of that position. The second level is the three pillars of Chinese thinking, often referred to as Rashidio, which is Confucianism, Taoism, and Buddhism, and how those three different philosophies mix up and influence Chinese business and personal thinking. And the third level below that are the five core elements, which are specific areas that often come to the conscious mind of Chinese when they're thinking. And those five levels are firstly, holistic thinking, thinking of all the different elements relevant to a decision as opposed to concentrating on the main elements of a decision. The second is the concept of Zhongyong, which is literally living life in the middle. Different to Western thinking, where you always have to be number one and the best, a concept in Chinese thinking is no, because of the connectedness, you're part of a larger whole, and the best place to live your life is in the center of that whole. Next is connectedness, where the big eye and the small eye is considered. In Italy, for example, people concentrate on the Il Campagna, or around the sound of their church bell. That is the most important area to Italians. They concentrate around the local area, the local comune, uh, area where they live their most of their life or the most of their life is lived. Next is the province they come from. Next is the state they come from. And the last is Italy, where the English concept is king and country first or queen and country first, then your local state, then your local province and then your local town. How do the Chinese think? They think of themselves as being part of a connectedness where they're the small eye and China is the big eye in each sentence. Next, contacts and connect connections, which are dealt with in Guanxi and Rinmei, which we'll deal with later. So on to the podcast. Level one, fundamental perspective in young thinking. And we're back. Um, the fundamental perspective, um, as um, uh, I, uh, Jeff and I propose in our book, is the yin yang thinking for the Chinese. Uh, so here um, I will share a story. This is um, the story of Sai Wong, uh, which is um, we all as, as Chinese, if you grow up in mainland China, you will learn this story uh, when you were very little, very young at school. So in ancient times, there's a village and there's a very wise uh, man, old gentleman called Sai Wong. Uh, Wong literally means uh, an older man, older gentleman. Um, one day he lost his horse, uh, 
Um, so his neighbor all came and and said, "Oh, I'm sorry, you lost your horse." He said, "Well, this is not necessarily a bad thing." So after a while, his horse came back, and the neighbors all said, "Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, there's now the horses, the horses come back." He said,、um, "This is not necessarily a good thing." Then his son rode the horse and fell and broke his leg. So the neighbors all said, "Well, surely this has to be a bad thing." And Sai Wang again said, "Not necessarily." And sure enough, shortly after this, the neighboring states、um, announced war、uh, because his son has broken his leg, so he's not summoned to fight. Exactly, and I think <laughs>、um, that's a good indication of the difference between West and East, in that、uh, we would、uh, Westerners would say, "Oh, that was fortunate," or there was a a plan to there, etc. Where the Chinese might look at it differently and say, "Well, in the holistic." Way of looking at life,、um, you can make anything good, you can make anything bad. So everything is good and bad at the same time. Is it part of Yin and Yang,、um, Helen? That that it's actually with Westerners, there's an on and off switch. You're either one way or the other. Right.、Uh, so that if something is either good or bad, as the Russians first said, you're either with me or against me. Right.、Uh, which unfortunately was also copied by the Americans.、Um, where with the Chinese, it's a different sense. Would that be right? Yes or no, Darren? I think um, um, it's we we are、uh, over generalizing the East and the West. You know, when when you said、um, you know、sure. where every Westerner think、uh, you know black and white or right or wrong, that's perhaps you know. But but we are、uh, trying to、um, generalize things and put things into frameworks for our audience to just get a sense of of where all these differences coming from. But、oh, yes,、see. that's my Western thinking. Putting things black and white. Here, <laughs> But no,、uh, I agree with you that overall, for the Chinese,、um, this holistic thinking、uh, is quite a dominant uh, worldview. Uh, some of them may not be aware of. That's where they're coming from, but because that's so deeply embedded in our culture, in your everyday life, in you know your your upbringing. My grandparents told me a lot of these stories that later I learned in school, or I I find it in a classic text,、uh, a, a classic book.、Um, but you know, they my grandfather never read. But he told me all these stories, you know. So、uh, these things、um, are most Chinese breathe and live in every day, and they work with this context, and they master this, you know, before they realize that actually they are applying all these things in their decision making and in their lives. Yeah,、uh, I think、uh, as a another gross generalization, as Westerners will have a. A table of what's the advantages and what's the disadvantages, and they'll separate them out and then weigh them up. Where the Chinese will actually see the disadvantages and the advantages as one process. Indeed, it's a very different thinking, and part of that, part of that may be a cause. Do you think Helen? Why、uh, they may sign a contract today? Yes. Say yes, we'll do that together, even though there'll be some bad parts in it for them.、Mm. Um, and they'll think, well, as part of the growing process, those things will even itself out or become. Uh, a different format in the future. And now to level two, the three pillars of Chinese thinking, or Ru Shidao, representing 
Confucianism, Taoism, and Buddhism. Indeed, and this perhaps is the right time to、um, introduce the level two of this cultural model、uh, that we're sharing here, which is um, what um, we go back to、uh, the higher group. Um, the chairman, CEO,、uh, Mr. Zhang Reimin, when he said,、uh, "You know, my success, our company's success,、um, contrib-、uh, you know, I contributed to、uh, our Chinese classical thinking."、Um, in China, there is a Chinese word, Darren, which is、uh, called 百家争鸣 so a hundred、uh, philosophies. A hundred branches. So we have,、yes. um, in our history, there's we're blessed with philosophers, great thinkers. But、uh, if we make a very short and、uh, condensed version of introduction, it boils down to I call the three pillars of Chinese thinking,、um, uh, which、right. is, which is the,、uh, which is Confucianism. Uh, Taoism and Buddhism. So in Chinese, we have a word for this, which is called Ru Shi Dao. Ru Ru means、uh, Confucianism. Shi means Buddhism, and Dao is Taoism.、Uh-huh. And these three different systems, which are similar in some ways but different in others from a Western perspective, are all operated together. Indeed, to do justice、uh, for. Any one of these would take us、um, a whole season, <laughs> but、um, I think uh, uh, our audience, you're、um, invited to read up or you know、um, do further research and study、um, if you're interested.、Uh, here we'll just、um, uh, use a saying which I admire to summarize these three philosophies. Uh, which is Confucianism for the mind, Taoism for the body, and Buddhism for the soul. So、yes. uh, over the years,、um, the Chinese have localized Buddhism and made it into part of the Chinese、uh, principle guidance for living, where. Confucianism and Taoism originated、uh, similar to when、uh, Jesus was、um, born, so a little over two thousand years ago. Yeah. And Confucianism is very much the、um, principles and guidance for people to strive to serve, contribute, and make a worldly success. Where Taoism, in the、yes. same time, emphasizes being one with nature. Um, follow the way, the Tao, and、uh, being outwardly.、Uh, but for a, a modern-day、yeah. Chinese,、uh, when they're very successful and when they're actively engaged in society, in things they do,、uh, they will、um, naturally incline to follow the principles of Confucianism. But when they are in a Uh, I shall we say less successful or a, a, a relaxed period or a holiday time or things or, or when they're taking a downtime, they will lean towards Taoism, Taoism or Buddhism. But the three of them form the pillars for Chinese thinking. 
Okay, Helen, I think we should have a break there and leave the rest of the three-tiered model for the next podcast next week. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that's enough for one podcast. Yeah, oh, yes. There's so much in it. So, podcasts. Thanks for listening this week, and we'll go through the rest of the three-tiered model of Chinese thinking next week. And then following that, we'll build on each of these uh, uh, principles with examples from Hire and from other companies and other organizations uh, so we can see these principles living day-to-day in China. So thanks, Podcats. Bye-bye from me. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for one flight with Air China.